Well, hello there. I'm Kurt. I'm Liza. We're both parents, and you're listening to the Parent Skills Podcast. Liza, good to see you. Good to see you. We are, if you're just catching up, we are in like the midweek, the midweek, the midway point of our series on on track parenting, helping raise kids to become lifelong followers of Jesus Christ who want to make a kingdom contribution. I left out the interdependent part. Um, If you want to catch up, we're talking about the different ages and stages of parenting, mm-hmm. our roles as parents, and some of the goals that we should have as parents. And this week, Liza, I'm super stoked about this week. Yes. Well, primarily because throughout most of my ministry career, I focused oh, on the junior high years. Yes. I have a, I help lead a junior high small group. Yeah. Small group's not a, a, a true... Um, I have a bone to pick with our guests, actually, um, because, like, because my eyes got big. I was because like, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. <laughs> small group. I don't think in my way of thinking about small groups is 16, 18, 16, God knows boys. that you have the bandwidth and the ability and leadership and he's entrusted that flock to you. That's what, my, that's what my wife said. OK, well, so very excited because today we have Matt here, yes. who is one of the youth pastors at Saddleback Church. He focuses all of his time on our junior high ministry at, at, at our Lake Forest campus. Great guy. He's been on Saddleback staff now for quite a while. We would call and him. And you know a, what's crazy is what we, we have another one who's getting married soon. We do. That's two That's out like of three right of soon to be married guests. He doesn't this is have, even he, sooner though. He's not where we'll have to ask him if he gave his fiance the same size wedding or oh, um, ring that Rachel Cho is wearing. <laughs> How she it's managed, very how she managed to, to lift her hand, on. I don't know. It's a Pepsi, it's a Pepsi <laughs> size ring. Anyway, we'll be right back with our guest, Matt Hare. Well, hello, Matt Hare, welcome. Thank you. Super, super excited to have you. I, I I rambled, but I am excited to have you because junior high or junior high ministry is kind of my the close. I love it all. I love my whole job. Junior high ministry just holds a very special place in my heart. As it and should. I'm going to take a lot of notes because we have an almost junior high. Yeah. I know, Liza, you're almost there. So Nervous. Matt Hare <laughs> is one of our youth pastors, junior high expert. Matt, tell us a little bit how long you've been at Saddleback, when you're getting engaged and to who, I mean, well, when you're getting when married, married. Yeah. and to whom you are engaged and, a, you know, a couple bullet Anything? points about you. Okay. Yeah, I've been at Saddleback for about seven and a half years now. Um, the whole time on the junior high ministry, um, been in the junior high pastor role, um, following in the enormous shoes of Katie Edwards. Mm. And for the past year and a half, so right before COVID, perfect time to start a new job. Yep. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, but I love it. It's it's honestly my dream job. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And yeah, I love it a ton. And I am getting married in like 17 days. Yeah. You're just not a lot of days. You're a short timer. Yes. You've already had your bachelor party. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which included golfing and all kinds of barbecues. And just hanging out. Yeah. yeah cool. Totally. It, cool. it was the only, it was a Sunday to Tuesday. I think it's the only bachelor party in history that I've heard of. <laughs> That's a Sunday to Tuesday. Say, exactly well, Sunday my speed. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was it Sierra a, was is it my a, fiance. Sierra is your fiance. Was your bachelor party like a slow mellow or was it action three days crazy. of action packed 
crazy town uh the first okay. which is which was my vibe for gotcha. sure yeah. we yeah we got house by the beach just nice. for a few days airbnb nice. Nice. played golf went yeah. to the beach Colton was there. We door dashed food oh, one gosh, night, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. My 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 son in law is a, was yeah, he's one of my groomsmen, and he texted Ooh. Kayla because on Monday we yeah. were all at Disneyland with Kayla and the grandkids. Yeah, he and, was jealous, and he texted Kayla saying, "I I realize I'm terrible at golf." That was the whole text because you guys were golfing. Well, Monday in morning. his defense, that was his first time ever playing right. golf, yeah. and he did he's not never do that. played That's, golf. He's wow. never played golf. But he liked it. He said he wants to go to the driving That's awesome. That's so awesome. We're going to do that. Well, Matt, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we started this series, we said not everybody that's going to be a guest in this series is a parent. True. But, but everybody is an expert in parent like in, 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 in this age of, in of yeah. not, not an expert in parenting. Correct. You can't be. But <laughs> you, are an, you are an expert in understanding junior hires. Yes. And you're yes. an expert in understanding the kids who yes. are the children of parents who find themselves in this cheerleader stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we just want to talk a little bit about, right, as we've been moving through the role of caregiver to cop slash corrector, now in junior high, you're moving into this role as a cheerleader. And we want to talk a little bit about, like, what does that mean to be a cheerleader? And then what are some of the goals as you're cheerleading your kids? What are some goals that you might have? And so we'll just set it up right there and let you go to town. Yeah, that's awesome. And yes, I am not a parent. So cannot empathize with parenting in this phase, but yes, I have been, I've been in middle school ministry for, you know, over a decade now right. mm -hmm. as a volunteer and then in full-time ministry. I think that allows you to empathize with parents when you were with sure. your children Yeah, for and I pray hours. for them often, you know, yes. so, <laughs> you know, that builds empathy, I think. But um, yeah, I, I love the middle school phase and I think these are wonderful creatures that God has made for us. And yes. I love that. That word, though, when you're talking about the primary role in this phase for parents, uh, cheerleader, mm -hmm. I think that's a brilliant word to define parenting in this phase because really that it is a great summary of what the role of a parent is right now. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think middle schoolers are probably the most insecure humans on the planet. Um, yeah. There's research that probably backs that up, right. which I've read, right. but um, I think that that's just understood to be true. You know, you think back to your middle school years and the things that you were every time before you stepped out the door, you know, the yeah. things that, that went through your head, right. you know, you were, you were, you were insecure about what you look like, the clothes that you wore, your hair, that pimple on your face that you're convinced oh. everybody was just focusing on, you right. know, when you walked into the room right? and stuff that as adults, we totally minimize. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Not like, a big deal. You look we, fine. We, we forget. forget. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's easy to forget, but you know, when you, when you really put yourself back and you allow yourself back, some of you have blacked it out, right? right. <laughs> you don't want to. It's but, that phase we dissociated from. <laughs> absolutely. But when you allow yourself to go back to those years and remember what that's like, um, yeah, you, it, every human is incredibly insecure in this phase. So I think that, that we're cheerleading is really important. Um, and I think, you know, attached to that is this word affirm as well. And I think mm. that's really what cheerleaders are doing is they're just encouraging and affirming. And when it comes to parenting, that's what you're doing for your right. kid is you're right. affirming the crap out of them. Yeah. Can I say that? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it well, feels like, well, you did. We just, I did. We might've just, and, boop. And we're not, I'm not paying. It feels like right for the middle school episode, yeah. right? It's I'm not true. paying producer. Yeah. I'm not paying producer friend, Jeremy enough <laughs> to edit out. <laughs> 
somewhat curse words. If you if it was a true curse word, I'd have to we'd have to edit out. But we'll 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 let this one slide. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, not it's I'm not, I'm not going to repeat it. But we'll okay, it thank you. Well, you you affirm <laughs> the junk out of your middle school. The jeepers. There we go. Jeepers. <laughs> but even when they're driving you crazy, which is probably a lot of the time, you right. know, in these yeah. years. When you're like, I don't know why you are the way you are. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But you are encouraging them and finding ways to affirm them. So like, hey, I see that you're making real effort with your schoolwork. You, you're you up from a C to a C plus. Right. That's a big deal, right? right? And, and affirming that they're they're taking, they're making an effort and they're taking steps. I'm proud well, of you for trying that new thing and signing up for band, even though I want to drive over your trumpet with my car, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, That's Those are good examples, Matt, because I think it's so easy to, like you said, it like it can be a very messy phase where it's the stereotype right. is that, oh, we have a junior higher. It's just messy. They're right. emotional. We're just going to get through it. We're just going to survive. survive. But man, those little tweaks, instead of seeing like, I can't believe you have a C. Wow, you have a C plus. Like parents. That is goes against probably every fiber in your being to want to affirm that, but look for those little yeah. Yeah. wins. And I think you got to go out of your way for it sometimes, yes. right? And I think, you know, I, I noticed that you did your chores without me asking you to do it. That right. shows real responsibility. I'm right. proud of you. You know, right. things like that, going out of your way to find things. Yes. And be genuine parents. Yeah, yeah. You cannot be sarcastic. Oh, yeah. They have, yes, sarcasm is bad for middle schoolers. They don't understand it a lot of yes. times and it just sounds mean. Yeah. Well, but, and, and they're around it. They get, if they oh do understand it, they're around. Their friends, junior hires who understand sarcasm, even those who don't, their junior hires are the most sarcastic mm-hmm. kind of ripping passive aggressive to for each sure. other that you could possibly. And then when mom and dad just pile that on, yes. yeah, you know, it just adds to the noise of negativity right, right. and that's mm-hmm. not good. But well, I think, um, you know, going out of their, going out of your way, but I think, um, you know, one one thing that we encourage our our middle school volunteers with is they won't always remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's that's super true in this this mm-hmm. phase is your middle schooler will feel that you are their cheerleader when they hear you affirming them genuinely. Yes. Over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they are all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I like the word cheerleader is. You know, if you played high school sports or whatever, you know, cheerleaders, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were winning 49 to zero or losing 49 to zero. It didn't matter if you were losing because it was your fault or the coach's fault or the other team's fault. They're just pro you. Yes. They're just go Falcons. That's all that go, go, go. We you can do it. Yes, you can. And the other stuff is secondary or they're not even all that concerned about it. And I think at this age, the other mm-hmm. stuff, now there's exceptions to the rule because sometimes the other stuff becomes primary and it has yeah. to. I get that. But for the most part, the other stuff, whether they got a C or a C plus, that is secondary. Yes. To cheer them on. Yeah. Like you, like it might, you might feel like the score is 49 to zero <laughs> against you right yeah. now or against your child. Yeah. Cheer them on, cheer them on. Don't yeah. lose faith. Yeah. I, I think a really good picture of this, um, have you seen the movie Wonder? I yes. saw it a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, um, so good. So good. Jennifer Gardner, you know, I, I think this gives us a really great picture of cheerleading because the kid in the story, Augie, is um, in middle school. He's entering middle school and has, like, really severe facial deformities if you haven't seen the movie. And his parents are awesome, but they're also, like, figuring it out, you know, mm-hmm. and and clunking along the way of parenting in middle school and really scared for their kid who's entering public school for the first time. but. 
they um, there's this really scene, really great scene that I love where Augie is crying because kids at school made fun of him and he he asks his mom he said how why do I have to be so ugly and she says her response is you're not ugly and he's like you only have to say that because you're my mom and then she says no because I'm your mom it matters the most mm. mm-hmm. and I think that's really true because I think a lot of times parents I've heard from parents that they're not convinced that their voice carries a lot of weight in middle school years. Um, maybe their kid straight up tells them to their face. I right. don't care what you say. Even if they say that to your face, it's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. Your voice carries the most weight. Right. There, and I'm, I, I, I'm guilty of this all the time of quoting research and stuff that I can't tell you where to find it. But <laughs> a, a few years ago, some adolescent expert, Marco Stryker or Wayne Rice or somebody quoted that parents think that their, that their children in middle school, that it's their friends and their peers yes. whose voice is the most important. And yet surveys of, t- of middle schoolers don't bear that out that the, yeah. the, they, they want mom and dad's voice to be number one in their life. <clears throat> Parents yeah. tend to yeah. not believe that. Not. That's right? actually, that's sticky faith. The sticky Fuller faith. youth Institute. Thank you. That was, Fuller that's where that Institute. came from. Yeah. yeah. That, but, but Parents but, but, are the most influential voice in a kid's life until they turn 18 and graduate and move out of the house. As, as, Noted by the kids themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I cheer them, it. cheer them on, cheer them on. So, so Matt, take us then. Okay. If that's the primary role as a cheerleader, as a cheerleader of kids who are in junior high, what are some, what are some goals that parents might have? Man, there's a lot of, a lot of goals. I think, um, you know, for the sake of time, let's just talk about two really quick. Okay. Is that cool? Yep. So one is helping them shape their worldview. Mm. Um, I think middle school years are the times when, when they're starting to think about the world at large for the first time, they're still really egotistical humans just by nature. And that's Mm -hmm. just how they are. And as they keep developing though, that will continue to grow and expand, but they're, they're growing in awareness of the world around them yet. They do not have always the best filters Mm -hmm. for how to make sense of that or understand it. And I think that's when parents can really help with this because they're taking their cues from you already but you can also be really intentional about helping to shape their worldview. Um, so a few like just real quick tips I have, I guess, for parents is ask really good questions. Um, mm-hmm. Look for opportunities to insert a good question into into the conversation. So when you see a homeless person on the side of the road on the street corner, ask your middle schooler, why do you think that person is homeless? See what they say. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that can launch you just a simple question like that can launch you into conversations about socioeconomics or privilege or mental illness or social responsibility or all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and helping them understand that they're not homeless just because they're a bum and lazy. Right. You know, right. Um, serving together. So finding volunteer opportunities to do, yeah. and you don't have to travel to like Africa to right. serve yes. with your middle school kid. Right. right. There's Down all the around us. Absolutely. <laughs> There's opportunities, but helping them to build the habit of thinking outside of just themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I think we would all agree. We would make the case that if the only time you're serving with your kids or modeling serving is once a year on some big mission trip or the church organizes a once a month serve day, and that's the only time you do mm-hmm. it, you're actually not modeling a, a worldview no. of caring for your a fellow lifestyle. man, a lifestyle, no. right? Yeah. Loving your neighbor. Loving that's actually neighbor. Night, right, right next door to your right, neighbor. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think uh, bringing it back to the Bible, I think helping them understand or see their view the world through the lens of the Bible is really important. And that's 
that's becoming more and more minimized, even in Christian right. culture is right. becoming more minimalized. Mm-hmm. And we are building our, we are taking our worldview cues from, you know, other things like culture and social media and trends and Fox news or CNN right. Politics. or our own opinions right. more than the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. So get your kid a good Bible that has a concordance in the back that has topics that they can look up. And when they yep. ask you questions about social justice or identity or money or whatever, yep. don't just give them your yeah. opinion right off the bat, go but the encourage them to, hey, go look this up in your Bible and see what the Bible has to say about this. Do you have a favorite Bible that you would recommend parents buy for their middle school? Yeah, we have, um, I think it's through group publishing. There's a teen life study Bible that's got a kind of lame cover, blue, like trend, whatever cover. <laughs> right. But Not it's actually fancy. a really solid Bible that we love because it has a great concordance in the back right. with all kinds of topics um, alphabetized. And it has these little like, stories, you okay. know, inserted throughout. Yeah. It's so got, that's what's called the teen life Bible. I think it's called the, the teen, teen life, life Bible. study Bible. Yeah. Okay. We can it's good. find a link to it or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how this works. Do you guys have do links, we put links somewhere? In, do we put links in show notes, producer Jeremy? You can. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Let's send do us it. a link. Send okay. us a, yeah, to the teen life study Bible. Yeah. Maybe even the live. Do they do the live application Bible anymore? We I have a couple. Maybe yeah, we a have couple those. links. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. For sure. I think the second thing really quick is this. Another goal is helping them to own their faith. Yeah. Right. So, mm. um, middle transition. school. Yeah. Is this is the time when a lot of people, especially if they've grown up in Christian settings, experience owning their faith then for the first time in these years, uh, we call this faith independence really. Cause a lot of kids, you know, even if they've grown up in a Christian home right. and they say that, and that's part of their testimony that they say or whatever, uh, growing up in a Christian home doesn't mean that you're a Christian right. it, by default. It just means that you live with other Christians. Right. right. Yeah. And I experienced this myself, right? I grew up in a Christian home and we were church rats. Like we went to church three times a week. I remember saying the prayer to accept Jesus as my savior when I was probably like five or six, but it wasn't until middle school when I really understood what it meant for Jesus, not to just be my savior, but my Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And letting him, you know, giving control of my life to him. And I hear this from middle schoolers, all the time as they take faith steps then in the middle school years, it's like, Hey, I, I did this when I was a kid or I got baptized when I was eight, but really I didn't understand it. I just thought it was like a good thing to do. And, you know, I think parents can sometimes like feel nervous about that. Um, because course, they're like, yeah. you know, and it's like, but it, it worked. You already did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I prayed with you. It was real. It, it was, I'm not minimizing that, that that's real. Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I believe right. that. But I think this is part of the faith development process. And in middle school, they're transitioning from concrete thinking from like black to white or black and white, good, wrong, right, Mm -hmm. wrong, good, bad, to abstract thinking, which is gray and questions. And okay, so so go down that road for a second. Yeah. Abstract thinking, gray, questions, doubts. They're probably pushing back. Totally. They, how do I know the Bible's real? Or I don't want to go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Or all those things that cause parents to suddenly yeah. panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. Everything we've done isn't working. Yeah. They're, they're doubting God. Yeah. Talk to that for a minute. Yeah. I think I'll just talk about questions and doubts. So I think questions and doubts can feel really unsettling and even scary to hear as parents, um, to hear your kid who's like had a strong faith their whole life. All of a sudden they're 13 and now they have questions. Um, that can be scary for sure. And, and unsettling, but questions and doubts are not a negative thing. 
Mm. Um, we need to get, we need to understand more that in our, especially in Christian setting, I think that we need to embrace those because, and give space for questions and doubts because they are actually a sign of a faith that is being owned right. and a faith mm-hmm. that is wrestled with. We say right. that phrase all the time in our ministry that a faith that is wrestled with is a faith that is owned. Right. If you just go with it in blind faith the whole yeah. time and, and you get to an adult, man, you don't have a strong foundation. Right. And so if somebody asks you a question that you don't have an answer for, um, your just house of cards faith could just, yeah. could just collapse really easily. Right. And so it's through the questioning and the asking right. good and, and doubting even yep. that you do end up building yep. a stronger, more secure faith. Right. And that's where the, the, the tension, I think, or the dance of parenting of in the earlier stages, yeah, you're really nurturing you are, and guiding it. And you are sort of the authority. And, yeah. you know, with your third grader, there is a lot of, well, this is what the Bible says and we need to believe it because the Bible's true and God yeah. is, God is honest and just and fair and, and you, you instill, you have to instill a lot of that in, in the young minds. And then because if you do that, well, in fact, I would say the parents who do that the best are the ones who are the most un, unhit or unnerved when now they're being, those same things are being questioned or doubted. Right. Yeah. But it, that's, we have to let students wrestle through all of that um, because it, to your point, faith, faith, independence, man, they're going to question it sooner or later. Sure. So why not let them question it when they're a little bit younger and we're still part of the helping them navigate yeah. it? Yeah. Because if we're not part of the conversation, somebody will step in to be part of that conversation. Exactly. When and it keeps them on that trajectory to that lifelong followers of Jesus. Right. We yes. can't have that if we're right. constantly... Yeah. And that is the goal, them. lifelong faith. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it comes back to that word affirm too, right? Mm-hmm. right? E- even when your kid is asking really hard, scary sounding questions, right? I don't, I don't know if I believe in this Christianity thing or I don't, right. my friend was talking about Buddhism. That right. sounds kind of cool. You know, I think right. affirming that they're asking those questions. Right. That's and the cheerleader side. As hard as it is, you can yeah. go find it. I'm encouraging yep. you. Okay, Matt, you got, you got a minute. Give us your best one minute parting shot. About what? About junior high, raising raising junior hires. I think helping them understand, man, I think as a parent, helping them to understand that where they're at today is not where they're going to be forever. Mm. Um, I think it's really easy in the middle school years. Again, egotistical, you you got your head just down, focused on yourself to think that where I'm at right now in my insecurities and like, I don't know who I am or where I fit or where I belong, or I've got this thing that I'm really struggling with it can feel like this is going to be forever and I'm never going to get past this and helping to, again, cheerleading, affirming them and encouraging them and helping them understand that, man, you, your story is just getting started. Mm -hmm. Right. And God Mm -hmm. has so much more for you and so much past right now where you're at. So where you're at today is not where you're going to be. forever. So good. Well, and just that reminder that even if they're looking inwards like that, that, that doesn't mean that their confidence is there. Right. You know, they act a lot like it is, but that's part of that why you affirm them because it's really yeah. not. It's yeah. that facade. So yeah. thanks, yeah. Matt. That's well, my awesome. goodness, if you are the parent of a middle school junior hire or you know somebody who is, I think this is a great podcast. Pass this podcast on along mm-hmm. to somebody you know who might or there, save it for when you do need it. I mean, it. Matt <laughs> Matt was um to to use the words of middle schoolers, he was spitting dimes. Is that what they say? I don't think so. No, they didn't say that. <laughs> That he was, was when he was, he was straight up fire. Is that they say? Oh my, Lanta! Yeah, he was, giving, he was dropping school. some fat bombs. No, On that note, Liza, 
Okay. Should we wrap it up? So what yeah, we yeah. need to cue the jingle yeah. and wrap there. But thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for Great joining us. We'll see you guys next time.